all these dimensions, worlds, alternate realities, and they're all right on top of each other. It forks off into a new possibility. We wanted choices, chances, the movements would allow us to travel to a dimension permanently, stay there. Everybody, welcome back to another NY Patriot episode. Thank you all again for tuning in to hear my mouth. Uh, this week we have a uh, returning guest. Uh, he's got to be like uh, ten and zero, uh, all knockouts by this point. Um, probably <laughs> he's, he's the guest yeah. that I've had on the most out of everybody, and uh, and uh, and I'm glad to say that as well. Um, today we awesome. will have again my friend and fellow podcaster. Sean McCann from Wake the Dead. So uh, thank you, brother. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Oh, of course. That's great. I always have always have a great time with you. I'm and swinging for the fences, man. <laughs> you're, you're doing a great. It's like you're like Babe Ruth. You're pointing the bat to the fucking yeah, to the yeah, fences, yeah. and you're fucking knocking it out every time you do Hell something. Yeah. Man. That's great, yeah. man. I mean, you uh, you asked me about if I, you know, you, we were talking about music and like. You wanted to do something related to because we were talking about Dave McGowan and sixties culture and like Yeah. And even the new music I was telling you about Tool and like how that's you know a cult ritual on stage and shit. And um you were like, Oh, we should do a show about that and I was like, Hey, let me tell you about this and I'm the beginning of the radio and the beginning of the whole scene of country music and that whole thing was created by the occult controllers of you know of America and and uh, and England as well, um, they you know they're Freemasons, they're military. It's uh, oh, the military all in the club. is huge with that stuff, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I mean, and I like don't. It, do, do people realize that the internet that we use was made by the military? I don't, I don't yeah. know if a lot of people think Just about that. all of it is military. Yeah, like yeah, the whole TCPIP yeah. thing was all made by them. Yeah, I thought it was Al Gore who invented the military. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that shit, dude? That yeah, was, yeah. Anyway, so like, uh, yeah, basically the military runs like all the technology, like, and they're, you know, we we should know that they're like thirty years ahead of us or ahead of like what they tell us exists, you know. Exactly. And uh, so, like, the whatever the flying saucers are is probably just military people driving around, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, so the in the beginning of radio, like, Tesla invented radio, and then Marconi basically stole it and got the patent going. And, like, so they say that Marconi started, began with the radio. And uh, the Marconi was English, 
and so and like they would have the american marconi company so that basically all of the um all of the stockholders and shit were in england and so at the when the world war one broke out the the u.s military just took all the radio stations there's like this is ours now because of the wartime we need that so it's a war technology that they just stole all the what was existing the infrastructure that was there the navy just oh, took wow. it and yeah and uh and so, so they do you think they do that like every time we go and occupy a country you think they pull some shit off like that oh yeah yeah if they can they do i mean because we're, we're in a lot of fucking countries man yeah, <laughs> yeah. like and if you look at what england like England is still in a lot of countries. You know what I mean? The the fucking sun still never sets on on fucking British holdings. You know, the yeah. Britannia bullshit. Well, I mean, what would you? I I, I can kind of look at uh, us being just an extension of that, really. Yes. Yes. Like 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 like, this, like they're the bank and we're the military. Yes. Yeah. And the <laughs> and Rome is the religion, the mind control. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a trifecta. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that that's their yeah. supernal triad. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So like so basically the um uh and we can we know from all everybody in this scene knows about the sixties music. Like Dave McGowan was like a huge impact on all of us and like we all have learned that the 60s music was culture creation like they pushed the drugs and they pushed the ideologies and they you know they devolved the youth into being like wallowing in the mud <laughs> listening to a guy named Pigpen on stage <laughs> taking whatever drug they can find you know and just like fucking each other and having it be free love and free everything now, Pigpen was from the know. dead right yeah, the dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Pigpen yeah. was the lead singer of the dead, and he was a biker. You know, he was like a dirty biker, and they called him Pigpen because he didn't wash. You know, and like that's oh, the wow. hero for these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the uh, and and they the other singer that they had was a little boy with with like long hair and Daisy Dukes. You know, Bob Weir. Who's still making music nowadays? Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's to attract all the pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that you mentioned it's his sick. genes because I've noticed like pictures and maybe even when I saw him, because uh, I saw him play at a you know further festival years and years Bob ago. Bob Weir, yeah, I've seen him <laughs> yeah, he has like uh, I remember his genes look like he took like scissors to him and cut him yeah, off. Yeah. Like, Yep. Short. And it's kind of right. funny that you mentioned his Daisy Duke jeans. That's I'm what, like, yeah, they're Daisy you know, they Dukes. Like, all the, all like the deadheads make a joke. Like, it's all, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're wearing Bobby Weir shorts? Like, fucking, you know, basically a little twink, like a little fucking, you know, queer Yeah, no, fairy I, I know thing. what you're saying. Yeah, and, like, so, and so that was what they, what the Grateful Dead was doing. And they were, they were, like, good friends with Allen Ginsberg, who is, like, leader of nambla he's like you know on the board basically he's like one of the head dudes of the north american man boy love association like he's you know flagrant about his child love it's gross and there's like video of, of him on stage at the dead show and he brings this little kid on stage and he holds the kid up and he says 
hey, does anybody know whose kid this is? And he just takes him backstage again. Like, what are you going to do with him, Alan? You know, and then you got fucking Bob Dylan with the Rolling Thunder review. Like, they got that on Netflix. I was like, oh, okay, I'll see if I'm trying to find something to watch on the satanic shit. Like, oh, maybe Bob Dylan. I know he's signed to deal with the guy upstairs. Oh, yeah, he comes out. <laughs> His, he was open about that. Yeah. And then like, uh, oh, okay, the Rolling Thunder review. They got fucking Joan Baez, who sings a song about being ritually abused, satanic ritual abuse. And uh, and then they got fucking Allen Ginsberg, who's up on stage telling poetry before Bob Dylan goes up there with white face and shit. It's so, like, <laughs> evil. It's just total satanic. But anyway, that's so that's the 60s, right? So they were pushing it that far by the time you got to the 60s. And even further, you know, now that it's nowadays, look at fucking Miley Cyrus and what, a, you know, that dude who, who does the lap dance on the fucking Satan's lap oh, and has shoes yeah, with no, blood in them and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's so far now. It's like totally satanic. And you think, like, in the Judas Priest and Black Sabbath were bad. Like, look at this shit. Like, holy shit. Oh, I've even said that. I was like, you know, if, if you were just to go back 20 years and, and see, like, what's, ex, you know, in music yeah. and, and media. I mean, I was, you know, and some people think, like, you know, whatever, maybe I'm taking it to an extreme. But, I mean, I think if you were to go back prior to Nicki Minaj, I don't think you would see uh, women as sexualized as much as they are now since then. No, you know what I'm I mean, saying? it was and pretty this, bad, like all... they had Madonna and shit, but yeah. like it was shocking for Madonna to kiss a woman on stage, like, big whoop, like, what the fuck, she made a book about, you know, putting a watermelon in her pussy, you know, like, it's crazy shit, like, yeah. but I mean, on stage, it's like, can't do that, like, remember when the, like, the Super Bowl, uh, Oh, uh, yes, yeah, with the tit flag. Exposed titty, right, yeah, right, Janet and I had, Jackson. like, the little sun on the nipple, like, so, I mean, that was occult symbology, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so, basically, like, the Satanists, and we agree they're Satanists, you know, they fucking, we know all about this shit, like, we talked about that. So, oh, yeah, yeah. These, these people that rule the world, they're anti-life, and they worship involution and all that shit. So yeah. The, if the, you don't the, know, the listen to my the, stuff, yeah, or the, listen to the degradation earlier of humanity. stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. Just, just pushing us into the hole, and pushing us further down and madonna was a big part of that and Nicki oh, minaj is yeah. now but now Nicki minaj is waking up and like wait a minute huh like vaccines make his balls grow all bad i don't think vaccines are a good idea and they, now she's a pariah like everybody yeah. kill her you know so anyway that's a different <laughs> subject so like they only can use them so far you know some people they can control them with uh with drugs or something you look at um Look at what they were trying to do with Kurt Cobain. You know, he was a homeless heroin junkie. And these guys are like, oh, we can control him, right? And then once he starts, and he's got it, he's married his handler who, um, you know, his wife Courtney there, Hope, the, yeah. the whole bitch, whatever the fuck her name is. It was probably, uh, uh, in their mind, that was his scarlet whore in a sense. He was controlled yeah. by her. He was in her world right. and her, yeah. Yes. She Which was would be a handler. His, the, the same she thing. was his handler, right. Yeah. And um, her dad was the tour manager for the Grateful Dead. 
and who is also Tavistock Institute. Oh, so like, wow. Yeah, so it connects and it goes back. And Dave Grohl is also connected. So like this dude who is just a, a creative artist who had who had obvious handles, like these people could wield him with his addictions, you know, and the fact that he was poor living on the street. Like by the, when, when the third album came out, he was still homeless, you know? And then they fucking blew oh, it up shit. and they put a picture of a naked baby on there. So all the pedophiles would buy it. Dude, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, so anyway, they thought they could control him with his, uh, with his addictions, like I said. But then when he starts waking up, he starts deciding he wants to quit doing heroin and he decides he wants to break, he wants to uh, divorce his wife. Then she kills him. You know what I mean? Oh, can't control him anymore. Bang. You know, shoot him in the head, just yeah. like they did to Kennedy and like they do to everybody. <clears throat> like I, they I love think, shooting him in the head. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think once uh, either either they can't use him anymore because I, I think they get fried out. Mm-hmm. And, and then they might just leave him, and then you kind of look like Kanye West or or someone like that, right. <laughs> or, or like then you they said, Kanye. They they retool him. Yeah, and they bring no, him back I think so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and I think though that you're right. If they see that they are not uh, controllable or they aren't worth anything to them anymore, uh, I think right. that's when they disappear. Like look at look at Jimi Hendrix was all of a sudden starting to think about making. Um, political music he was like friends with black uh the black panthers and the fbi was like hell no they'll kill him you know and they fucking drowned him with alcohol like uh so and anyway anyway so they have they bring him they use them for until they're they're no longer useful and i think because of their the occult their occult connections is why they kill him off at 27 I think they have to kill him before the fourth cycle of seven years is 28. Um, but I, we don't need to get into that. So anyway, um, so uh, basically the beginning of the radio, the, uh, the Navy had all the radio stations for World War I. And then when the, when the war was done, they, they petitioned the government like, hey, can we keep this shit? Can we just keep it? And the federal government was like, no, you can't really just take the radio and keep it because, you know, we're a, a free country and shit. And they're like, God damn it. So <laughs> they, they had to return all their holdings to the, to the people that they bought them from. And then that basically gave the majority <laughs> back to uh, the um, uh, Marconi company, which is again, like I said, centered in England. And so they didn't, the federal government kind of didn't like that idea of having uh, the stock holders of England have control over the infrastructure of the radio here in America. And plus, because the English companies already owned the undersea cables for communication, like they didn't want them to have a total monopoly on the shit. So um, General Electric was selling uh, parts, basically. They're like transistors, I guess, of like, I forget what they are exactly, uh, to the Marconi company to make radios. And the federal government was like, hey, 
don't do that anymore. And they're like, <laughs> uh, wait a minute. They said, well, who are we going to sell these things to? And the federal government convinced them to create a new company under their like GE created uh, Radio Corporation of America, RCA, so that they would have a company to sell these widgets to and that it would be an American owned company. So it was basically created out of the government. The government like made them do it. And then, um, and there were the military assigned uh, certain admirals to be in, in like, there's this Admiral Bullard who was in every board meeting. And he was there. I got some notes. He was, he was uh, at every one. How convenient, right? Yeah, dude. So, like, basically, he was there to, to give them the government's orders. And they were to follow them. You know, like, they, uh, they had total control over RCA. And RCA owned the radio. So they basically still kept the control over the industry. But it's under the the veneer of it being uh, an American like a regular company and um, and if you look there's a lot of companies like that like AIG the insurance company is work was working with the CIA and they're collecting information from people all around the world like uh, personal information and they were using and that's like you know um, uh, Bill Clinton that whole blowjob thing that Bill Clinton was dealing with that was to cover up an AIG scandal where AIG was caught like taking information and using it covertly with the government. Like that whole shit was a whitewash, just like how COVID shit is like more whitewashed. They're, you know, they're doing shit when we're not looking. So, but anyway, uh, the RCA basically took control of, of the whole thing. Like they, so RCA Victor is a company that RC, or so Victor Talking Machine Company is what, that, that's who invented the, uh, like the phonograph. And like, well, they're the ones that had the first, uh, they were producing the first radio uh, record players, right? And so RCA bought that company and now it's called the RCA Victor Company. Instead of the Victor Talking Machine, it's RCA Victor. And uh, so in 1929, RCA picked, uh, purchased the Victor Talking Machine Company. So they owned the radio, and now they owned the record players, right? So this is, and it's still the Navy that owns all this shit. So their main competitor uh, to RCA was uh, Bach. Dai, which was EMI in Shanghai, which Shanghai we know was owned by the England, you know, so that again it's more English control. And RCA maneuvered to take over EMI in September 1931. RCA Victor introduced the first 33 and a third RPM records. We know that 33, yeah. is a big number for the Masons, like all that. Um, they were sold to the public. Uh, they were called program transcriptions. 
Um, it's so weird. Bluebird Records was. A, yeah. Yeah, it's like thirty. I right. guess that would be like what three, yeah. three thirty-three point three, and like you, you can even see that like adding, yeah. adding up to nine again. It would be the the same numbers with the moon and Saturn over right. and over again. Yeah. Number nine, number yeah. nine. Yeah. So the you know, and um, so and the Beatles were the. Like, I'll get to later, I guess, how the Beatles and that whole British invasion was the answer to the American country music. Like, they were, it was a dialectic. It was, mm. They were creating polarities, right? Um, I guess I could, I could probably talk about that. I, I'll, we'll just go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, like I mean, the, if you have any more about RCA, you could cover that, too. I think that's fucking wild. Right. Well, let's do that. So yeah, yeah. RCA, that first and then get into that. RCA created uh, what's called, they called it Studio B. RCA Studio B was on Music Row in Nashville. This is like that little street that I told you about. So uh, once Studio B was created, all of a sudden Music Row exploded and the whole thing, that whole street was only music now and studio b was like top-notch um technology of recording they had uh they had this artist he's a recording genius uh do you ever wonder if sometimes these these recording studios might be in specific spots or for oh like yeah ley lines or in areas where you where maybe uh, energy is tappable Nashville is one of those places. Um, I had a feeling it is. It is. Yeah, they have uh, they have the Seal of Solomon downtown. Like if you look from above, it's the Seal of Solomon, and there's like this black earth floating on water. Like this, it's fucking. It spins. It's really weird. Um, But check out the. uh, It's a black sphere floating in water. Yeah, yeah, it's floating so like there, it, like, and it spins. It's really fucking weird. And well, that would like, be like it's, on, um, it's on like a pedestal. Like Saturn uh, would be the black sphere on the tree before you, you know, technically cross over in the abyss. So the water would even be a representation of that. So that yeah. that really could be them showing you Saturn, really. Right, it might be that and yeah. Leviathan of the water. You know, like the opposite of the sun god. Like, yeah. And, I mean, who knows? And it's it can, a black. It can mean multiple so yeah, we can, we can go into that. <laughs> We're not even going to look at the pictures, but, but just just know that Nashville is one of those places. Wow, right? that's interesting. So like it, and it was it became like the first big city of the South, and so uh, like the people, the musicians, and people would like would all travel there to go make it in music. Just like how people travel to L.A. to go be uh, actor or whatever. Um, Nashville was, was created as to be the hub of music. And uh, so they had, there was Memphis, Tennessee, which is where Elvis started. And, uh, you know, it, they had uh, Sun Records there. And, uh, you know, and they've always been a set, like a, a music hub there like Motown came from from that area I think do you think but anyway uh, what, do you, what, what do you think of not to get off this topic uh just sure. wondering if you have any ideas like of um 
isn't like Portland or that area like another huge area where a lot of like um specific Seattle. Speci- yeah, Seattle. I'm sorry, yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle is like another area where a lot of different you get like alternative to where you can have like the modest mouse to Stone Temple Pilots, you know, types, right. types of music like that. Yeah, the Melvins came from Seattle. And I've, I've offered wondered, uh, uh, is Nirvana something came up from with, Seattle. Something up with that as well. Right. Know? Yes. Seattle was like another was like a place where they were. So Seattle is a hub of of the Freemasons and the uh, not just Freemasons, like the dark occultists, basically. Uh, and if you look at like Bill Gates, his family is from Seattle. Uh, there, his family is connected to the Federal Reserve Bank of Seattle. Uh, his family is also connected to the Rockefellers. Like they're, they are. It's a. It's one of the main hubs. There's San Francisco is a main hub. Seattle is a main hub. L.A. is another one. And like. The way that Memphis was kind of a secondary to Nashville, same thing with like um, Hate Ashbury in San Francisco was like secondary to Laurel Canyon in LA. It was like, uh, it's weird how it works like that, but they have like a secondary place. Uh. But the, the, main, the main shit came from Laurel Canyon. Same thing with Nashville. Uh, Basically, they created this, what they call the Nashville sound, which is like orchestral almost with background singers, really ornate. Um, and like I was saying, they, uh, they, it, was, it was built with this sophisticated, uh, they had like plexiglass pyramids hanging from the ceiling oh, to wow. influence the sound in the room. And they had like checkerboard floors, of course, and you know oh, it was wow. it was the it was the place that the dark occult the the masons and the dark occultists were creating music. That was like their main gig, their main yeah. place, right? I there. mean, I would I would just think. I mean, even if you you know aren't even taking magic, you know, because you can take that so deep as down to like vibration mm-hmm. levels and stuff, but. Music is vibration. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm getting, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even as a, like, as a magician, like, if you had the money, you know, saying, if you had the means, I would think you, if you had a place that you wanted to, uh, you know, record music and put it out there and really have an impact, you might even pick specific places to record it. Yes. You know, thinking that, uh, you know, it might align with something or a ley line. To use the power. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah, because even if you're not thinking in the vibration sense and thinking, oh, well, I'm putting, you know, music out there, which is fucking vibration anyway, to right. manipulate people, you would think you'd want to be still tapping, being in a, in a good spot to tap into energy to do that well. Right. You know? And, like, they know that shit. Like, that's why they. I've even thought that know, about they... Abbey Road, you know. Yeah. Right. I didn't really, I didn't think about that. But I mean, like, if you look at why the government chose Philadelphia, like in America, like it chose Philadelphia because of the ley lines, you know, that place is a power center. It's not because, oh, I mean, anyway, we don't need to go there. Yeah. But uh, that, so basically they created this uh, sophisticated device of a recording studio and they brought all their main musicians there. Even uh, Elvis recorded the bulk of his work in Studio B in Nashville. Uh, I don't know if it was for RCA or not. Oh, it was for uh, 
Acuff, Acuff Rose Records, like Roy Acuff is, uh, was part of it. His was part of the beginning of the, uh, of RCA studios. Um, and the, the, the quote that they said down in Nashville, the quote is for drawing power in the South, it was Roy Acuff, then God. <laughs> That's how powerful that dude was right, in this scene, and uh, he was there to like he was there with uh, like I guess Studio B was created at the request of Chet Atkins, who was another like um, originator of this this music of country music. Um, so uh, they uh, Porter uh, Bill Porter was the guy who created the studio with the plexiglass pyramids um he was the artist who did that and that definitely is for something the plexi plexi uh, plexiglass pyramids yes dude, that's something and um so i have uh uh so, President, if you wanted to, I found my notes now. Okay. If you wanted to go back to uh, the beginning of, so in 1919, the Navy claimed that they, uh, with the support of President Wilson, were looking for another. So Wilson was involved in this as well. Um, and 1919 is the year after the Federal Reserve was created. Like, that was a huge year for putting us into the slavery system yeah. that we're in now. Um, the two naval officers were uh, Admiral H.G. Bullard and Commander S.C. Hooper. And they met with General Electric's President Owen Young, and they told him to suspend the sale of the alternators to Marconi companies. And like I said about the GE uh, creating them, and uh, the new the new company RCA was promoted as a patriotic gesture, um, and in RCA's incorporation papers required that its officers be U.S. citizens with a majority of its stock held by Americans. Uh, they worked closely with the federal government and felt it deserved to maintain its predominant role in U.S. radio communications. Uh, and at RCA's recommendation, President Woodrow Wilson appointed Admiral Bullard, in quotes, to attend the stockholders and directors meetings in order to discuss informally the government's views and interests, end quote. So uh, David Rockefeller cited RCA's action as being responsible for the salvation of the project. What, a, what is the project yeah. right it's wow. to enslave the minds of the people right yo yeah. so you uh, know I, I had someone on recently oh i think it was actually it was your boy james 
Oh, when great. Yeah, when we were talking about Tool, and I think maybe he was mentioning something else that maybe somebody in that band was associated with, and it was something called Project. And I said, why do some bands call themselves a project and not a band? I'm like, oh, is yeah. there something behind that that we just don't even realize? Right. Like, maybe it's some kind it's of MK Ultra project that's fucking going on, and these people just, you know, right. yeah, you have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. You really don't. Why is it a project and not a band? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's an interesting word, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. So, like, now, yeah, now dude, with this so, stuff that um, you're telling me, I would have to assume that... Probably since, uh, you know, really the inception of uh, radio, the government's been involved. Exactly. Yes. So, like, how much, you know, I understand, and this is something that I've, I believe, I think me and you were even saying before, if somebody wants to uh, find you, you know, they'll find they'll find out who you are, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I know recently, in like the last year or so, censorship ha- has gotten worse, by far. But has it been censored since day one and we've just never noticed it and have we been allowed to hear what they've wanted us to hear since the beginning of all this stuff anyway i think that it wasn't it was anti-censorship like all right in the like what you would think censorship does is to like keep things clean and nice it really it was the opposite of that they were inculcating evil and uh, destroying the family. I guess maybe that's what the project was. Oh, okay. like right, yeah. it. Uh, it seemed wholesome at first, and then it devolved and devolved further. And we see its devolution <sighs> down to like, you know, now it's a uh, Miley Cyrus and wet ass pussy or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so yeah, you nailed it. Though. In the beginning, it was like country music had the Carter family. And it was like a family, you know, mom, dad, aunt, and kids all singing and playing music together, you know, being wholesome, lovable. And that's how they were accepted into the homes of the people. Like, um, like how do you get a mind control box into everybody's house? How's it, you know? And like... How do you make sure that they even want to buy one or have or even have the electricity to run the damn thing? So this is a big project right there. So like we had the depression. Right. So like the radio, I mean, that's so true. There's there's really so many, you know, and I believe all these things are in our houses, probably all by design. Yes. I, I do believe yeah, I that. mean, look at the TV. Yeah, yeah. but think about yeah. it. Think of the, how much work. Like, the amount of work that was put in to even get this shit and to make us all think we need to have this shit in our house. If that's, like, already worked, I think that's probably the hardest part out of all of it now. Yeah. Dude, I mean, so the Amish were able to get away from them, uh, but really yeah. in, in 19... Uh, in 1936 was the Electrification Act of 1936, and that was uh, they electrified the South, and they said, "Look at these poor people; they're still using kerosene lamps." And oh, they you know they would like focus on the 
the mountain folk and like, look at how they're just so backwards and we need to bring them into the new technology of the future, right? And so they made it like it was, it was one of the new deal, like with, during, the, during the depression, the, you know, FDR had the, the new deal shit where he was putting people to work, you know, and like they had the CCC and they had the different working projects. And uh, so the electrification of the South was one of those where they brought uh, an electric light to every kitchen and every barn of every house. Like, there you go from the government. You know, I don't know if they, they probably gave him a bill also, but they, <laughs> but they put up the infrastructure, you know, and so they wired everybody. So that they wouldn't, you know, save the children. They're burning houses down and kerosene, you know, and like uh, so they they demonized the old technology. They focused on the new, and they, you know, the government create pushed it out there, and then then everybody down south has electricity, but they don't have enough money to buy records. Like records cost money. Each one costs money. Like to have a record player. So then people just got radios. It's like you buy it once and then it plays music, free music from the airwaves, you know? And so like in 1936 was the Electrification Act. And then in 1939, uh, the Grand Ole Opry goes uh, 50,000 watts and it just blasts the South with, it gets to 30 states, 30 plus states. And it, um, you know, it just takes over the radio. Like the radio is just all fuzz, fuzz. And then you get to the WSM and it's Grand Ole Opry and it's like, you know, and it's going and it's clear and you can hear everything. And um, it would play, this radio box would play like the most, you know, the best music ever. No one can play music like that. Before that, everybody had music, like they had violins and they had, you know, jaw harp and they would have like, you know, instruments in the house that everybody could pick up and play. And that was the thing. Like everybody was a family thing. You know, spend time together and play music in the music room. Like there was a living room and then the music room and the dining yeah. room. Before we like had the option. That was the thing back then. Yeah, before we had the option to know that somebody else is doing the same shit somewhere else, we used to do this shit on our own. You know what I'm saying? Together. Yeah, we used family to and friends. Instead take, of like, oh, I yeah. could just listen to somebody else family now and, and not do it at all. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly that. And that's what was that's what was happening. And the fucking and the the WSM radio, they called the the uh, Grand Ole Opry was called a Saturday night barn dance. And that's what they used to do in the South. They would go to the barn dance every Saturday night and they would meet their neighbors and they would meet their future wife and they would have kids. And it was like a bonding thing where everybody could like meet the neighbors and, you know, it would bond the, the neighbors together like church, but they're having fun, you know? And so, and then they would, they would do the um, square dance and they would, you know, everybody would bring their fiddles and shit and they would all like sing and play together and everybody would dance and get drunk on the cider or whatever. So, like, um, that was that was like a, that was a regular thing that everybody understood what a barn dance was. And then they got this radio telling them, "Now the barn dance is in your house, in this box. So 
sit calmly next to it and hold your hands and don't meet your neighbors and don't meet your future wife. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, it atomizes us into our own little, own little bubble, little cubicle, cubicle. And now we don't, you know, it's uh, even more, it was, it was much like the way that they're isolating us now with our masks and shit. It was like, that's the idea is to keep us away from each other so that we don't grow and we don't, you know, uh, have love, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty evil, I mean, but it gets, gets down to that level. Right? They, they actually like it. This is the way of, this is their way of, uh, of it's, it's eugenics in a sense that way we're not breeding as much, you know, um, and we're not having an effect on the world around us, uh, you know, much like, you know, in the Grateful Dead, it took the, the deadheads out of all the towns. They were on tour all the time so that they could scoop up all the deadheads. Then they would follow the dead like a Pied Piper and they would clean up all the towns and they don't have to deal with these dirty hippies anymore. You know, that's why the dead had to be constantly going. And so like, wow. this is a way of, uh, of control, you know, basically. Well, you know, uh, I, I even think, uh, you know, magic even comes down to even, you know, it gets into electricity, I believe that. And I've even, like, thought, mm-hmm. like, is that why we have that yeah. shit running to us? Like, is that why they spent all that time to, you know, dig trenches or run all these poles and do all this stuff and run all these wires to our house? Like, yeah, of course, it's going to help, you know, do things positive, but is it, really given to us so it can be used in another way as crazy and maybe deep as that sounds i've often wondered like is this really all by design you know what i'm saying it would be like a a motherboard in a computer and uh sending you know all those little lines to everything that it needs to go to so you can make it work the way it's supposed to or the way you want it to work in the program yeah (laughs) catch you in the net to get you in the web of it you know it's like uh it's like the physical net, you know, and then yeah. when they move to the next one, the virtual net on online, you know. Um, I do agree. That's not a crazy thought. Um, they, it is all but by design, yeah. you know. The, the fucking, the depression didn't happen by accident, you know. They needed something to push people into the new order that they were creating, much like this new depression that's coming around the corner. They're going to do that to push us all into cryptocurrency, socialism. You know what I mean? Like they, they have to like harm us in order for, to make us comply with their will. Because otherwise, we're doing our own life. Fuck you. We don't need government. You know. I, I still. But, I, I can't get into that whole cryptocurrency. That shit just blows my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I just it's don't not even real. It. It's a, yeah. You know, I don't think people realize if your phone fucking broke. And stops working for two hours. People would have a fucking fit. Now, just yeah. think if they pulled the plug on your fucking digital fake fucking money. Exactly. What yes. are you going to do then? Right. Because you have I mean, nothing our, tangible to use. Right. Yes. It's even <laughs> further fuck? of a reduction. Like it before there was no gold, you know, it was a physical thing that's hard to get, you know, and then all of a sudden it's paper. They're like, oh, it doesn't mean it. it's not real. It's I, not real. I, I want and my, like, I yes, want my money to, to exist in the thin air until it's get pulled into a screen for somebody to look right. at. It yeah, is not ones tangible and zeros at, at all. Someone's imagination it's on a different tangible. computer somewhere. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, dude. It's that's that's more of the enslavement. They're taking away our wealth. It's like, oh, put you know, all they, your money into Bitcoin, so then when it's out there into the internet world and we pull the fucking plug, you're all broken, you ain't got shit. Exactly. All I gotta do is turn off the electricity. Yeah, that they all know? gave us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's it. They can they control the the they control the energy flow, they control the fuel, they control the food. They, you know, we're in their trap. Like yeah. the only way to be free is to do it all yourself and to make your own music and to not have a radio. Like look, the Amish know what's up. They No, they, no, I do agree with that. I yeah. always say this. You know, like and they got the best lawyers because they have to. Over the years, they the way in order to stay free, they need those lawyers to fight off the government. Yeah. It's really it's a it's it's a work magic battle you know and a lot of people they just comply along with it and they think oh it's fine they're doing this to save us and they're doing this for good reason you know like oh they're electrifying my house for good reasons because the you know fdr loves me you know and then when they get the radio in their house fdr would be on the radio every week giving them a fireside chat just like speaking magic words into this box like making them like, oh yes daddy government you know, just like Daddy used to with his pipe, read a story by the fire. You know, oh yeah, FDR is my daddy now. I'm gonna vote for him again and again. And like, holy shit, dude, how many terms did he have? Like three or four terms. Like, and and he was a socialist. You know what I mean? Like he. Anyway, wild stuff, right? Wild like I'm obviously, <laughs> I'm obviously an anarchist. Like I hate those fuckers. <laughs> so like, okay, so they. They electrified the South, and then everybody started getting radios, and then the Grand Ole Opry started feeding them this music, you know, and they were accepting. They were all of a sudden in a passive accepting state instead of making the music and thinking about what note to play next. They just like, uh, like a zombie and take it in, like the way we do now with TV or even worse with VR, you know. Yeah. Um, so it puts us in a trance state, puts us into an accept, passive acceptance, and then they start creating radio plays, uh, which are much like you know TV TV ch- uh, shows are today. You know they had like the Shadow, and, like the you know like Western you know shoot 'em ups and stuff. So old time radio was like a thing where people would turn on the radio to like hear this story and the. And it's got all the sound effects and it sounds so real and their imagination is all of a sudden it's captured by this box, you know, and they're thinking what the box is making them think, you know. And mm. so the box tells them to buy war bonds and, you know, pay your income tax and like all this shit. So like it, it makes ready slaves like it. So everybody's got this mind control box in their house and they're listening to the music. And so they're going to listen to music that they accept. You know, they're going to, they want something wholesome. They want something like their own family, you know, the music that they used to make. So they listen to the Carter family, you know, and the Carter family gets all big, you know, and that, and uh, it kind of captures the, the minds of these people. And then it slowly, as time goes on, there's different artists that take the stage. Uh, you get like Hank Williams who's a magnificent artist, like he's a genius, but he's got alcoholism and he's a womanizer and 
you know, it, so it's like a de-evolution of the morals of the people. Yeah. And then it goes to like, you know, you got Dolly Parton, who's like, a, she's a monarch, my control slave. She's even got a fucking butterfly is the name of her album. You know, she's like in the center with the butterfly wings. Like she's got her fake blonde hair. And, you know, gentlemen prefer blondes like that whole shit. Like blonde and big like, tits. Yeah, yeah. Blonde yeah. and fake tits, too. Yes, yeah, big yeah. fake tits. She promoted like fake tits. And like she would go on Johnny Carson and he would just like stare at him. Like, you know, so all the women are like, mm, I can get Johnny's attention if I have big yeah. tits. You know, it's de- it's devolving us. It's, it, what it does is it makes you look at somebody else and then be like, I'm, I'm not good enough. I need to be yeah. more like them. And then you change. Mm-hmm. And you just start right. losing more and more sight of, of who right. you are. Yeah, you give up your, your like potential for creation. Yeah. You just, that's, they are yes, the creators. Really, that's, that's yeah. what I think all of this crap, all this technology yeah. has been used to take away Believe it or not, people might think it, it, it might mean it, it can help be more creative. But in my opinion, for 99% of the people, it's actually just taken away their creativity. It's taken yes. away their um, self-expression. They are not themselves at all. They are just taking little right. snippets from this person, that person, this person, that person. Right. I put them together, and that's who I think I am. Right. You know? And they don't even know that they're, what gender they are anymore. <laughs> like they're, they're so fucked. Like they don't even have. So, I mean, and in so doing, when they're so fucked and helpless, they need a parent government, daddy government to give them all the shit. Like they need somebody to pay their college tuition bills that they can't pay. They need somebody to wipe their ass for them, you know? <laughs> like, uh,. It's it, it, by making us weak, it keeps us in the pen. Like if you got, if, if you're going to try to have sheep, you don't want goats. Goats get all over the yard. They eat everything. Sheep follow orders and they're fucking docile. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of slave that they want. So like if they can devolve us into being only centered in like, like pleasing the you know, having sex and having food and having convenience and shit, then all of our creativity is not necessary. Like we can just follow this track that they already created for us and no one needs to make a better toaster or, you know, create a better song of music, like whatever, somebody else will do it, you know? And like, it's just, you know, like, give me the plastic kitchen. Like, okay, you know, it 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 ensnared everybody. It put put, it, put people like, to sleep. Yeah, it put us to sleep. Yeah. Like, we used to make our own tools, and then use those tools to make our own houses. You know, <laughs> and like now we can't even like we can't even fix our own tractors. Like, the shit is all like computers, and the computer manages the amount of tire pressure in each tire. Like, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous, and you can't even. The fucking owner of the tractor can't even fix his own equipment. He has to pay money to the government Take it to the somewhere. place that yeah. he yeah that it's he bought it you. from. Yes, exactly. The yeah. company like still owns the shit. It's kind of like computers now. Like you buy a computer and then like they still own it. Like they own control over it. And 
it's uh you know like the way that they th- they give you a car they and it's fucking it's all computers you can't fix your car anymore you know it's it's that they get you hooked and then they make oh, you Oh and then god forbid you got a, you got a foreign car you're fucked yeah yeah so you're paying out the ass to get anything fixed on a foreign car yeah dude yeah I mean, except for Jap car, Japanese cars, like, yeah. oh, for some yeah, reason, yeah. those things are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's all part of, like, Japanese families are in the occult orders as well. Oh, you know, yeah. it's all, they all, like, share. All the different their, versions and different ways of showing what they're into. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're, uh, you are a little bit of a Lynch fan, right? Yeah. Did you ever see, um, hey. you ever see Twin Peaks season three? I did. I'm not sure if I can depart. Yeah, there's play. a part. Um, I think it's when like the guy's going around. Uh, the guy's saying something about the. I think the white of the eyes and the horse or whatever. But it's they, showing like I think uh, the people like kind of doing stuff and the radio's playing, and like oh, yeah. so the guy's talking into the mic and it's going out into like you know everybody's radios. Oh, right. And it and just shows them like just fucking falling the fuck out and just like falling yes. the fuck to sleep. Yeah, and there's, there's that's some a good, good illustration. Yeah, and then there's this girl who like lays down on her bed. She has the radio going. She passes out, and it shows this weird fucking bug, like flying oh, into yeah. her room and like crawl into her mouth. And I think like he's saying that that motherfucker put a bug into everybody. Right. You know those those radios because he's real big talking about how the radio and the TV were used just to mind fuck humanity. Yes. You know, and yes, I think he was he showing knows. that right there too. Yep. Yeah, that it, it's a fucking it's it's an infectious like thing that that invades us, you know, and puts us to sleep. That's really a very good illustration for this idea. Yeah, yeah. And then then like I think it's the same episode. It's like the weird one on like season 3. I think it's like episode 8. Like that's the one everybody remembers. Where he's like floating in the Oh, fucking, yeah, that, that atomic bomb yeah, yeah. goes off cuz he even right, says right, right. I've heard him say like in, in on interviews he thinks that shit was aired to put fear into millions of people of what the yes. government can do. Right. He said that shit was done Same to put out fear. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And that fear is controlling us, you know? That's what it, that's, that's the hook they use. They can't use love to control something, you know? Like, the only way to do that is with fear. And that's the dark occult, they, that's their whole shit, right? So, like, if you are afraid that you're husband's going to leave you or if you're afraid that your wife is cheating on you or if you're afraid you're going to lose your kids like that shit ruins your life and that's what they were doing to those country people like they were devolving them telling them oh it's okay to drink and sleep around and oh it's okay dolly parton won't leave you even though you you cheat on her all the time you know like uh and dolly parton was singing the same shit as like uh what Beyonce was singing, like, oh, it's okay that he cheats on me. I still love him anyway. Like, and then, but oh, then there's that other like that songs. song Jolene of hers that was really big. Wasn't that about she like some did, other chick yeah. or some something like that? Some other chick that's gonna steal. I know you can steal my man. Please don't do that. Like, it has nothing. The man has no will of his own. He's just gonna fuck whoever because he's an animal dog, right? He's devolved like a like Homer Simpson. <laughs> you know, so she asks the other woman, "Oh, please don't do it, because I know he's gonna do it." You know what I'm wow, saying? Wow, that's you like, know, that's actually a really good point. It makes it seem like the man has no fucking choice in this, and it's just no the will woman. of his own. He's just a he's just a dog who follows 
You know, he smells pussy. He's getting it. You know, he follows gonna, whatever he his scarlet his scarlet whore tells him to do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, and like, and it's funny because like, as pretty as she is, like with the fucking big hair and the big tits, which are both fake, by the way. <laughs> oh but, yeah, and like even her, I think her midsection has even been worked on, right? I mean, I don't oh, think I'm any sure of it's her real. Whole, her whole face is fucking weird now. Yeah. It's like whoa, it's like monsterish, but uh. But, you know, like in the old days, her hair was just like somebody asked her how she does her hair. And she says, I don't know. I'm not in the room when they do it. Like she walks in, they put it on her head. Like, you know, Um, but she like as as beautiful in quotes as she is, even her is saying that Jolene is more hot. Like even she is not good enough. You know what I mean? For them, whoever. Like for the random dick that she wants at that's the bar, true, like whatever it may be, or her man, like. So it's it's inculcating these ideas, and um, and then you got like the outlaws of like Waylon and, um, you know, uh, like Johnny Cash and Willie, like they were there during the '60s to kind of bring in the drug using hippies, you know, like, um, the Okie from Muskogee song about we don't smoke no weed in Muskogee, you know, we don't, we only wave the flag. That was a joke, right? Yeah, I got one. <laughs> that was like, that was a joke because like they would, they used to play shows and if they played a dry bar, like a, like a dry venue, they'd be like, whatever, that's fine. They would still play because they would all dose on LSD and just still be high and smoke weed and shit. And like, they would think like everybody would think, Oh, they're wholesome. Like they're not even drinking, yeah. you know what I mean? But they're on stage, like blasted out, you know, like, Oh, so, that's like even the, like even the Beatles when they had like, I think that clean cut image, I think they even admit when they oh, did yeah. the movie help or some shit, they, they were like, yo, we're stoned out of our minds. And like, right, they still right. had that clean cut fucking bowl haircut looking yeah, going. Yeah. You would never have right. thought then, Oh, those were the Beatles when they were like, you know, clean cut. Yeah. Yeah. No, they it's were stoned that- out. You know, it's funny that Bob Dylan was the ones who were the one who introduced them to cannabis. Yeah, that. Yep, yep. Yeah, and that that you know, and but still, that's a healthy thing. Yeah. Whatever, and and they were friends with. So, but we don't need to get into the Beatles. But so, like they that they brought that like they bring in something good and healthy and wholesome like cannabis, and then they're like, okay, here's this LSD, right? You know, well, they started with mushrooms and then, you know, people were like, oh, drugs are fun. Wow. You know? And then, they're, you know, by the end of the sixties, they had like, uh, dexedrine speed, you know, the bikers were doing speed and making the speed. And then, um, they had like, well, they had the cocaine obviously. And then, you know, uh, Mena, Arkansas, and the whole the seventies and the eighties of the cocaine out of South America. Like people wouldn't be doing that shit if they didn't already try the first drugs, right? And then they thought, oh, drugs are fun, and I can handle this. Like, you know, like anyway. So it's it's a way of devolving them. Like so, uh, in the in the beginning, they there was the drinking people. Like there was uh, Hank Williams and, uh, you know, Hank Williams was this great, magnificent artist who could write a poem at the drop of a hat. Somebody should be like, hey, man, I got trouble writing a song. And he'd be like, oh, yeah. And he'd get a notepad and be like, bip, 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 bip. Here's a song. And he'd like give them to people like other artists. Like, 
it, it was genius. And, uh, and so like they were, they controlled him with the booze and eventually they killed him with opiates in a car. Like he had a back issue, like he had pain and, uh, they, you know, he was getting uncontrollable and they killed him too. I mean, uh, but anyway, like they, they, there was this whole thing where he wasn't allowed to play at the Opry because he's a drunk and the Opry was clean cut and we're clean cut. We won't let you in. But then people were like, well, we like this guy and like, why, you know, what the hell? And so it kind of made a, a dichotomy where it made a, a, a polarity within country music where there's like the outlaw guys and then there's like the Roy Rogers type, you know, with the fancy shirt. And um, so like they can still have the veneer of family values and shit. And then um, they can still make money off of Hank Williams, but they're not going to let him on the stage at Grand Ole Opry. It's, it's really fucked up. And a lot of fans are pissed off about that type of thing. But um, it, anyway, there was some of the other artists that were at the Grand Ole Opry uh, were Patsy Cline, Marty Robbins, Roy Acuff was a big one, the Carter family, Bill Monroe, Ernest Tubb, Kitty Wells, Minnie Pearl, Lefty Frizzell, uh, Webb Pierce, Farron Young. You said the Monroe, and, Bill Monroe. Was he? He's not the Monroe that was uh, so, that was involved with the uh, Gateway Experience, right? Well, how long ago? No, no, he? that's the oh, same no. name, but no. Yeah, no, or like no, he's the same a musician. Family. Okay. Yeah, I, it, I don't know if he's the same family. Shit, I don't know. That's good. We should look into yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. at one point, I think that guy Monroe actually owns a shit ton of radio waves, you know, companies. Right. And shit. So, I mean, who right. knows? They seem to. And he used the binaural beats in different ears, yeah. one in each ear. Yeah. And that's like FM radio was created to have that. So, like, and rock music was created to promote FM radio. So, like, uh, they have they have a different tone in each ear. You got a left and a right. And that way they can give you different hemispheres, different tones for the mind control to put you in a trance better. Like, yeah, well, just to like even break down that whole thing, how that even works like real quick. I mean, if if you have, if you have mono, it's just going to be the same sound in each ear. If you do stereo and then you can do binaural beats, one side will be like 30, the other side will be like 20, and it's going to meet halfway. You're going to create another vibration now, a completely different one. You know what I'm saying? Than what's even being heard in in your ears. Yeah. So that that it's right. a totally right. different. Like it generates the sound in your head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It meets like and in the it's, middle. It's used uh and Monroe used it for astral projection. Yeah. Uh, Bill Monroe uh was part of the started the Monroe Institute for like the government to study astral projection and yeah. for like understanding like, you know, the other side and shit. Yeah, I so, think, like, they, I think used they that definitely trickier. knew a lot that the what they were yeah, doing there. Yeah. I think it was serious, some serious shit was going on with that stuff. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if he's related to Bill Monroe. I'm sorry uh, to take you off track. I just I no, that's that fine. Um, so uh, let's see the current the current people like the modern uh, Grand Ole Opry performers are like Dolly Parton. Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley, 
Dirks Bentley. Uh, I mean, it's Dixie Chicks, you know, like these people are like, they're huge arena playing people. You know, they play huge arenas just like, you know, like Led Zeppelin will play big arenas. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like they also command that, that many fans. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Grand Ole Opry started in, it was in, it founded November 28th, 1925 by George D. Hay. And it was a one hour radio barn dance. And it's the longest running radio broadcast in history. And it's the show that made country music famous. And it showcased a mix of famous singers and contemporary performing country, uh, contemporary artists performing country, folk, gospel, and comedy. And uh, they were called the home of American music, country's most famous stage. And in 1939, which is three hours, three years after the uh, Electrification Act, it debuted nationally on NBC radio and it was moved to the Ryman Auditorium, which is this nice big building. And uh, in 1943, it was moved to Ryman. And then and that now it's now Nashville is considered Music City because of that and having the Ryman. And so like famous musicians would play at the Ryman and they would broadcast it on WSM and it, or, or on like NBC radio. Uh, so like it was the center of focus of attention and country music was like the only music really besides, I mean, well, there was gospel music, but then, and then there was classical, like there really wasn't much like these music, this, this, this was created to be, uh, what it is now. Yeah. Like it, uh, it was created to catch fans. What's that? It was created to catch your attention as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And like the radio, it catches your attention because yeah. it's 10, 30, uh, 50,000 watts, you know? Um, and so it was like, it was, uh, uh, it was the, you know, the biggest thing on the radio and the, the stars would travel to Nashville and it, and it really made Nashville the center. And they, and then, uh, RCA had, uh, music row and studio B. So like all the major recording would happen there. And then all the major artists would go there to perform for the radio. So they were like the center of music. And in world war two, um, they would play country music on the radio for the people like, uh, that were at the base, you know, the American soldiers. So people that aren't from the South, would have to hear this country music and they would, it, they would, it was creating fans, you know, for the, for the country music genre. And so when they got home, they would be country music fans, you know, and, uh, the term, uh, GI Joe was because the Japanese would yell, like yell at us, uh, like, uh, over the line, you know, over the, the, the fucking, the, uh, battlefield. They would call us Joe because uh, the radio would, would would say that, you know, and they would, uh, there was a name exactly, I forget. But uh, they, it was, it was their ridicule of us because they heard our radio and they were like, oh yeah, you GIs, 
Joe, you know, like, like we call him Charlie, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it was a thing. So, um, so like the radio was creating fans and, uh, it was in everybody's home and RCA also created the groove depth and the speed of the records and they created the 45 and they, you know, uh, and then the See, Navy. That's another one, the 45 that still adds up to nine. Yeah. Yeah, that figures. Yeah, <laughs> just like the thirty-three and the third. <laughs> yeah, good point, man. Yeah, dude, like that. Um, so, like, it's obviously they're they're telling everybody, "Hey, it's us guys. It's the Satanists." You know, I mean, because nine is a satanic number. You know, it's the farthest from one, yeah. and it like it always returns well, it's, to itself in gematria. You know, <laughs> yeah, even it's it's associated with Yashod, which is the moon, and that, I mean that's associated with magic in itself on the tree of life. I mean, you know, yeah. magic and all that shit comes, you know, is associated with that sphere. Regardless if you want to say it's the moon and you just want to take it as you sowed, magic would fall mm-hmm. under that. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great, too. That's that, wild um, how much, are the, they, how much are, you know, that it just makes sense that one company that was working with the government seems uh, right. to have a, yeah. basically <laughs> their hand in this whole thing. You know, and the funny thing is, is that their logo was what they called it, the nipper dog. And if you look at RCA Victor's logo, it's a dog listening to a yeah. Victrola. And he's looking at the, at, at, the, at the megaphone. He's like looking and he's turning his head because he hears, in quotes, his master's voice. Well, you, you, know, you know what, how I look at, you know how... Uh, I swear sometimes in occult symbolism or even in words, I think that if you take the whole thing as above, so below, or if you take as, you know, one thing's a reflection of something else, I see the dog is listening to its God. Yes. Just flipping the fucking word around. Right. Yeah. And its God now is the fucking sound that is coming out of that little fucking horn thing. Right. Telling it what to do or what to think. Yeah. yeah, and like like the relationship of the thing of the god to the dog, like the man to the dog, it's like opposite dog to man, you know, like God. So like we are the dogs to God. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in, right. and in the god is that fucking radio in that in our fucking right. house. Well, this is his master, you know, yeah. like he's gonna obey the master with this this fucking non corporeal. Entity is speaking through this box in your house, you know, and you're going to follow its orders like an obedient dog. Yo, like that's their fucking logo, man. That was like, uh, you remember how I mentioned on the telephone with fucking Corso and uh, that other dude. Whenever he was giving him his orders, it was just a voice coming through a fucking phone right? into his fucking ear telling his him what to do. master's voice, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that Night Gate series was great, dude. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Yo, I, we got a lot of good responses with that so far, just with episode one. So fantastic! Yeah, too. I had a great, great. I really had a great time with it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and maybe we'll do some. Uh, the, definitely uh, do something again. Stuff. Yeah, no, we yeah, will definitely do another movie. Some, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And I've got like all the movies, dude. I got, I got, I got reams of movies ready to go. Like, yeah, we well, just, I think you had mentioned my Holland Drive to me, right? Yeah, Mulholland Drive. Like, that one is I, just I like... I started watching that, and I was like, yo, this is an amazing movie to cover. Yeah, dude. It's like, and it's the, like, it's the mind-controlled slave, the beta sex kitten, like, freaking, um, 
you know, and it's the, the controlled company is like, this is the girl. Like, what do you mean? It's my movie. No, this is the girl, you know, and they had a cowboy there telling you and he's wearing his cowboy hat and he's like, it's, it's really interesting how like, because, uh, Kathy O'Brien talks about how the, the, um, the country music industry was connected to the satanic, uh, generational satanic cult. Um, and the, they're the, that is the cult that makes the mind control slaves that star in the movies oh. like Marilyn Monroe and Dolly Parton, <laughs> you know, like they're <laughs> yeah. made this, they're, they're, so it's all that it's all the same subject, but it's like Lynch looking at it from his yeah, yeah, yeah. very uh, from his, his know, weird way of subjective. Doing it. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, because I know we talked about peaks, and I was just like, "Fuck!" I'm like, you know, how do you even like? Where do you even start yeah, it's with so that? Much. And it's then like, and then you were like Mulholland Drive, and I'm like, "All right, it's a different movie, but we're sticking with Lynch. I can definitely go with that." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Mulholland Drive would be good, and it relates to like it's kind of the same as My Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Like when I did that, because that's basically talking about how like they were creating slaves through trauma-based mind control, and they were using the generations of the the baby of the one the slave, you know. So like they were they were taking the slaves like they take the monarch children, and uh, it's it's the same. And like with Lynch, he's like seeing like we get to see what the slave sees, and so she doesn't know she's a different personality. She doesn't know she's two people. Mm-hmm. And like, is she two people? Like, Yo, it leaves well, a very subjective. At one point, she's like, "Who am?" Like, did she take? Doesn't even know who she is. Right, exactly. And I was like, "Yo, this movie is great." I was like, "Yeah, I think me and Sean need to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> is there yeah. anything else? Because uh, I probably got to wrap this up in like five, five, ten minutes that you. Yeah, to sure. Um, well, I guess basically, I I just wanted to stress that, uh, like, many of the fa- of the. Um, of the stars were military and government yes. connected. Uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix, uh, the guy from the doors, both of them had military family. Right. Always yeah, in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A they, lot of people um, by Laurel Canyon associated over there all had military exactly. ties. Yeah. Yes. And it's the same with, uh, with the sixties. Pro- Elvis, um, Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley was supposedly, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe he just signed up for MK Ultra. I think that he was one of them too. He was just like uh, he was a monarch, also. Um, but uh, they, you know, and they were also uh, Freemasonic members. Like Roy Acuff was uh, in the East Nashville Freemasonic Lodge. Um, you know, and he, he taught President Nixon how to yo-yo. Like they, they used. Like the uh, in the '60s, they they took the country music fans and bashed them against the long-haired fans, so that they had people hating each other in the streets. And instead, and like the hippies started as an anti-war thing, and then they devolved the hippies into these dirty, long-haired, drug-using wasteoids. <laughs> and so, like the rest of the people that are regular blue collar workers would look at them and be like, Oh hell no, I'm not like that. And so they would snap to the other side, you know, and then they would be, yeah, I'm an Okie from Muskogee. You know, I don't, I don't do that shit. Like, and then they like, I'm proud American Christian. And like, 
and then it like captured those people. And then the people that don't want to fall into society, they fall into the Beatles camp, you know, and then they can bash these two against each other instead of people being united on, yeah, Vietnam War is bad. Like, fucking, the blue collar guys didn't want their neighbors to go to war. They didn't want their factories being taken over by, you know, like for the war effort, doing whatever for war. Like, nobody wants war, but. This way, they were able to uh, divide the people, make us fight each other, so that they could keep bombing and you know defoliating and dropping Agent Orange on you know innocent people in you know a foreign country, and it's all and like that way they could sacrifice their children, like they could sacrifice all the people in the draft, and uh, you know they like Jim Morrison said there was five to one baby boom you know it was a baby boom and there was five to one babies to adults and the, the eugenicists were scared that these baby boomers were going to take over their entire like because of the population they were worried that they were going to lose control over society yeah. so they had to come up with these ways of killing them you know with war and devolving their minds so that they don't they're not progressive in their own lives and they don't make families and they don't make more babies and also so they don't they're not effectual in you know being sovereign uh so it devolves them in that sense and then uh with that's for the long hairs and the other ones it binds them to this statist ideal of like you know my country is like saving the world and you know like making i'm proud very, to be an american you know making a very and, good point though You're totally right. yeah yeah and so like it's uh well you know what i think it, sometimes like there doesn't even have to be a conflict or a team to choose but they will put stuff out there to make you think people are picking teams and that that you need to now also Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, the yeah. idea of maybe going to war may not seem that fucking great or even seem like that good of an idea to you. But if you were being told that there is people out there screaming about it and people screaming against it, now all of a sudden you think, fuck, now maybe you I choose. need to choose a side. Right. And maybe now you'll actually lean to, like, yeah, I am for the war because now I'm afraid we might get attacked first or whatever reason. Right. Now yep. you find yep. yourself, like, something that you really weren't cool about exactly you know Traps you in. chanting for <laughs> exactly yeah. it's fucking wild it's, and, and, and it's know, all I, it's all because of how the thing is perceived for us to to be you know yes yeah it's the lane that they want us to be in yeah like they want to keep us in a pen they don't want us to be individuals that are creative artists that, that understand what's happening like they want to keep us devolved and subservient to their their whims, you know. That's a lot and of now, time what I think those poll numbers are for. Do you ever know one fucking person that ever got asked to do take a poll that you see in the news talking about? No. No, no they're just telling you, well, this is what 60% of people are thinking, and yeah. maybe you should too. That's probably yeah. all that is. They're making up fucking numbers. Yeah. And if the numbers are real, the only reason they're telling you that is because they want you to conform to one of them. Just like when, when Joe Biden says... 80% of the population of America has taken at least one vax dose. Like, nah, no, I, don't I don't believe, no, I don't that, believe that shit. I don't believe Hell that. no. Or, or, or he could be, you know, 
that number could be correct in like a in a five age gap. You know what oh, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, like yeah, he could yeah, be taking yeah. like maybe everybody from like 70 to 75 because they're right, old. Yeah. We're so yeah, scared. Like how to play with statistics. Yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah, maybe yeah. 80% of lie. them did, but he just doesn't say that. He just says 80%, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. They fucking, they, they use that neuro-linguistic programming, you know, to make you think like, what do you, yeah. Yeah, they, so it's like he's only half lying, but you're believing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how they fucking keep doing it. But I mean, now they're going overboard. They're like lying more oh, than ever, and they they think that they've got people fully taken, and they're dividing us against each other like more than I've ever seen or ever learned in history. Like maybe this is what it's like before the before what it was like before the Civil War, because like I know for a fact, Civil War wasn't about slavery, you know that slavery isn't going to make a brother kill a brother you know that shit people cared so much that they wanted to kill each other like and when you look at the the trump heads and the fucking biden people like the way that they are at each other like it makes me wonder like is this the same as what it was then because like i don't believe the history books when they say it was Oh, it's about slavery. Like, oh, I mean, even no, Lincoln no, said it right. wasn't about slavery. I th- no, I think you're yeah. right. I think yeah. there's been like this, uh, that World War, you know, probably World War One, but definitely World War Two, and what's going on now. I think has all been some sort of mental, you know, types of psyops going on, right. to, to yeah. you know, that created these things. Right. And I, now, if they if they want to, if they want to have world government, they can't have nations fighting each other anymore. You know. They have to do something different. So now they are fighting this invisible enemy. Like they had the invisible enemy of terrorism for a while. That gets you used to having an invisible enemy again. And now they got this coronavirus. They can just tell you it's a variant. You know, there's people dying from the vac. Uh, You put it on YouTube. I'm sorry. I don't know. But there's people dying from the uh you know the, the jab. Boop boop. yeah the jab <laughs> and uh like they they are saying oh it was yeah it was myocarditis fine but it was because of a new variant of a virus that the vaccine doesn't work for so you need a booster <laughs> and it is such a mind fuck like the people are dying because of the injection but they're saying yeah and they're dying of myocarditis. Yeah, and the vax gives you myocarditis. Uh, well, I, I, but I was told- these people died of regular myocarditis from a wild strain, like this invisible thing. Like it takes away the blame and it makes you mad and makes you more compliant again. Yo, I was. It's, it's, it's a trick. I was telling my wife, I said, yo, this shit is so crazy. I said, they will at some point be up to like, you know, booster number seven. And, and at yeah. that point, it's just like you'll be dropping dead from that from right. them just jabbing you, and somehow they'll come up and say, "Well, that person had the strain that that booster was for, and it killed <laughs> right. them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. will still be believing it, but it's at totally. this point you have just been pumped with this shit so much you're just right. gonna die anyway. Yep. Yep. Because it's so and like in a short amount of time. Look how many boosters we've already been told. Yeah, Israel's on number four. You know, I mean, if they don't what take the, the fourth, fuck then now? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, at that at that point, are, are people just yeah. going to keep going with it and just realize within a year you have just stuck fucking how many <laughs> bullshit in you? Yeah. I mean, Dude, you, you're sticking sad. yourself like a like, fucking heroin really addict at this people. point. 
you know, and they want to they want to shoot the kids up, and then the, their people are asking, "Oh, well, is the kids gonna need boosters?" And they're like, "Oh, we don't know." <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude. They're lifelong, fucking like they're gonna however long they live, they're gonna be taking boosters. You know, so get them young. That way, you get more money yeah. out of them. Like it's it's Just it's evil, up. dude. Yeah. It's fucking evil. So right, well, like, I think yeah, I, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, anymore, but I guess I, I hope I got the idea anyway. across. Like, I hope I got the idea across. And um, no, I think that was great. I never really knew about any of that stuff. So when you mentioned it to me, to me, I was like, oh, yo, we got to cover that. That's great. Yeah, that's no, great. I, I think that to me, I think that was very interesting and educational. So thank you. That's great. Let everybody know where they could uh, find your stuff, please. Oh, you can find my stuff at uh, I am the creator and host of Wake the Dead podcast. And uh, I have, uh, you can find Wake the Dead on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, like all the main ones you can find it, search. But there's an RSS feed that you can get from anchor.fm slash Sean McCann uh, so that you can have the RSS in your player, uh, no matter what player you use. Um, I'm also, you can find me at one OneGreatWorkNetwork.com. I'm in the creators section. There's many big names. Uh, like I'm honored to be a member of the of the network. Uh, people like Derek Bros or uh, uh, Larkin Rose or uh, you know, James Corbett. These huge names. Yeah, no, anarchists. there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah, they're you know, and they're all anarchists. And they're all aligned with natural law. They all understand, uh, do no harm, take no shit. And no Mark has no like, what's that? No masters, no slaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like yes. that. Yeah. And like true freedom, like you own yourself. And like everybody that's on there understands those principles. So Mark uh, gave us a platform to speak our voice like, he doesn't have any control over what we put on our page, you know, our, um, so he just, you know, he knows the way that we think is, you know, he trusts us to like, to, to not start promoting government on his yeah, website. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> like, uh, uh, so you can find me at one great work network.com. Uh, and I'm in the creator section. Uh, you can also find, uh, I make t-shirts. I try to make money. It's, it's tough, man. Nobody wants a t-shirt. Like, uh, but, uh, I'm still like, I'm a photographer. So I've like, I like to have a visual medium to work with. So I've, um, I've made a few designs over the years and I was selling them on the road to like, you know, pay for my adventures and shit. And so I took those designs and I created an online store and now I'm creating new designs with my photography. Um, there's a few, uh, black and white, uh, shirts that are really like there. It's like a fine art print on a shirt. They, they do a really good job with printing these things. Well, I'll, have a link. I'll put the, a link for all color. that stuff in the in, in the in the notes. That's wonderful. Yeah, 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 you can find that. Yeah, just send Frontier. just send me all those links and I'll and I'll definitely put them in. I will. Yeah. I will. Uh, that and just to speak it out, like the name is store www.storefrontier.com slash octoritas illusio. That's Latin. It's A-U-C-T-O-R-I-T-A-S-I-L-L-U-S-I-O. And uh, 
I know it's confusing. I'm sorry. I, oh, I did it wrong. But, it, you know, like I'll, I'll, the next one I create will have just wake the dead, you know, really easy, simple. But uh, anyway, you can find my work, uh, you know, in those places. And you can support me uh, on the network. There's like a donate button and that would be great. Like <laughs> I, I work like would be nice. I work 10 hours a day and for scraps, barely nothing. And I oh, got a you family. Know, I, I even mentioned, I don't think people understood, like, you know, even us just doing that that series together for uh, yeah. the Ninth Gate. Besides us on our own watching it, me and you spent about 10 hours. Yeah. We did it once as a practice, and then we did it again. Right, right. That shit yeah, takes yeah. fucking time. Right. Know? Yeah, and it's like to research and to, like, watch it. Like, we got to watch it again and again <laughs> to see all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so, but it's fun for me. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, this is a fun thing. And it, it's great for me to like, to have a, an outlet speak out like these ideas that I think, yeah. because otherwise they're just rattling in my head. And crazy. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So thank you. So. So, thank you so much for coming on, you know, once again, you know, and oh, well, I'm you, very honored. You will be I'm on so happy many other times as well. So, <laughs> so people, please, uh, listeners, if you liked the episode, please like subscribe, share. This is your first time hearing, uh, Sean on my show. I have plenty of other stuff of his in, uh, you know, my podcasts and videos, please go check it out and go check out his stuff. And uh, I also have the Occult Rejects. In case you didn't know, the links for all that will be in the show notes as long as Sean's stuff. And uh, that is the end of another NY Patriot episode. And thanks all for listening. And until the next one, later. <laughs>